This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. Today's guest is an award-winning chef, founder, TV personality, and author. His restaurant, Field Trip, is a community-driven rice bowl shop in Harlem, New York. And if you are attending the U.S. Open at the Billie Jean King Tennis Center, it is one of the most popular spots to grab a bite in between matches. JJ, what's cooking? We're cooking rice. <laughs> how, are you? How, are, how are you today? Good, good. Thanks. Um, I uh, had the pleasure uh, two years ago, there was a big event, which I think is going on today, where uh, journalists or just hungry people like myself got to sample um, <laughs> all the goods. Uh, what's uh, what's happening today? Uh, today, we're uh, introducing two new uh, dishes that we're bringing to the, to the open. We're doing what we call the City Cobb Salad. This is some Boston bib lettuce, red onions, edamame beans, shaved carrots, uh, cassava crispy rice on top with an avocado dressing. And then, you know, at the open, I'm always like, okay, I, if I'm here, I want some fried fish. So we're going to do some beautiful cornmeal crusted cod, uh, heirloom uh, herb rice, uh, our, our wok vegetables with some house-made tartar sauce and pickled red onions. So that's what people will be eating today. Two new dishes that we're bringing to, to the open that I think uh, are different but comforting at the same time. Oh, man. Uh, you're talking to a guy who ate the half of a stale bagel this morning for breakfast. So I'm like, oh no, drooling, no. drooling all <laughs> over my microphone. <laughs> um, well, th- that that's pretty awesome. And how, so, how many years um, is this? Uh, the third year you're there? Or, uh, uh, the- yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. It's, it's our third, our third year here. Of course, there was no, no, no U.S. Open last year, right? Um, but our third year, really excited to be back. Um, probably also just from a, from a, from a company wide standpoint, our busiest year too, this would be, we have four, you know, us open, I consider a real location. So we have four field trips, one at Rockefeller center, one in long Island city now and Harlem. Um, and now we can, of course, chugging here at the U S open. So we are excited. We are hiring people we oh. are cooking up delicious food and, uh, and it's good to be back. That that's awesome. Yeah, I think I think when I met you first, you had the one location. So that that's uh, that's amazing that you've been expanding. Um, so what is what does it mean for your business? You know, to be at the U.S. Open. What is what does that mean to you? You know, you know, being at the U.S. Open for me, you know, as a kid, or or even when I would come watch tennis as an adult, you know, you see all the amazing food here. Right, like Disney World mm. for food, and but it also like represents New York City, right? You see all these great New York City restaurants or restaurant tours or chefs, and to be a part of them with Field Trip and myself uh, just means a lot to me personally, and I think uh, to the city, right? Because when people are coming in from New York City or people are traveling, 
they're looking for really good eats and, and they're able to get that here. And for some people that have never had our food in any of our locations as Long Island City, Rockefeller Center, or Harlem, they get the experience here at the U.S. Open, which is really, really good. So, uh, so that's awesome. And, and, uh, yes, there is a lot of, uh, amazing food from a lot of amazing chefs there, but let's talk about competitiveness at the, the, the U S <laughs> open is about competition. There's competition on the courts. What about in the food court? Are you competitive? Do you want to beat the guy next to you? Oh yeah. 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 I, I'm trying to, I want people to come back and tell me that yeah, this is the best food. I want to hear that. Yeah. For people that are getting field trips. I, oh, I waited in line a little bit. It was well worth it, right? Right, that's, right. That's important. That's important. And that competitive spirit really comes out here uh, at the Open when we're looking down and seeing, like, uh, who has a longer line than us? Do we have the longest line? Are people eating the most field trip food? <laughs> uh, that, that's what keeps us going. That's what pushes us through the long days and, and, the, and the hotness. But, yeah. you know, and, and then I can go and, and brag – to, you know, to one of my friends and say, Hey, my line's longer than you are. I just heard I had the best food that, you know, that that's what it's about. And that's the kitchen culture of a chef, right? right? All of us are always trying to put out the best food. It's a competitive market. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it just comes down to what's really delicious. But for me at the U S open, right? Everybody pretty much is serving the same. I don't want to say they're serving the same thing, but nobody's serving these beautiful heirloom rice grains, uh, you know, like ethically sustainably sourced food at, in the food court, you know, mm -hmm. you might get that in the restaurant, but right. when you're coming down and getting food for field trips, you're getting restaurant quality food for a very reasonable price. Yeah. You probably, you know, these, these are dishes that you would see if I was cooking in aces or, uh, or one of the restaurants, you know, president's club, you know, this is, you know, this is the same quality food that you're getting from field trip down, down at the food village. Man, you're you're totally killing me. <laughs> I'm dying here. I'm dying. More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. Look, not everyone was lucky enough to be born with a golden voice like mine. I kid, of course. God help you if you have a voice like mine. But if you are working on a project and are in need of voiceover artists, music, audio production, or translations, you should check out Voices, the number one creative services marketplace with over 2 million registered users. You know that stress you feel when you need something done and you don't have time to do it and the deadline is looming in the distance like some fire-breathing dragon? Well, extinguish that stress monster with the good people at Voices, who'll get you the voiceover translation, audio production, and music composition services you need fast. You'll get responses from highly skilled talent in a few hours, sometimes even in minutes. When you post a job, for free I should add, you get quotes that fit your budget and off you go. It's super simple and here is the super sweet part. There is absolutely no risk. With their exclusive SurePay service, your funds are only released when you give your stamp of approval and the final files have been delivered. So never feel overwhelmed by creative projects again. Voices has a super simple platform, or you can use their account managers to make each step super easy with their tip-to-tail project management services. Visit Voices.com and post your job today. And we're back. So, uh, well, let's let's quickly talk about, you know, 
you are a chef and you are a business person. Um, how do you split that? Do you split it? Uh, do you have two sides to yourself or is it all, all one, all in one pot? You know, it's a really great question. I mean, I think over the years I've just evolved as a, as a person, right. Um, start off my career solely focused on food and cooking. And now as a founder, business owner, you know, you have to be able to wear those other hats, right? You can't mm. just rely on the person you hire. You also have to know that side of the business, cash flow, you know, labor laws, uh, marketing, uh, the best design of the rest, the best way to design the restaurant and the budget. Uh, those things are, are really, really important. Um, and as much as I, I, I wish I was in the kitchen more, um, food is always the driver though, right? Because yeah. people come back for the food. So food is always on the top of my mind. Um, I'm always thinking about, you know, where, where can we source something from? How do we get that? What, what, what should it be? The team bringing it back to me, tasting, tasting, tasting. Uh, and most of my time is spent in the kitchen, probably doing a lot of research and development mm. of new dishes, uh, how to save costs. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I'm, I split myself down the middle between wearing these two hats. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to be a chef. And that's always going to be my approach. That's that's awesome. So, um, when if you had to do it all over again, you know, for 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 people who are thinking about starting that that dream uh, food business, you know, you you've been through the fire. You you've you've I'm sure hit an obstacle here and there. Um, when if you had to do it all over again, what are there, are there any things that you learned along the way that would make you do something drastically different or would you have the same approach? Oof, I had to do it different. You know, you, I, I think the magic of it all is that you learn as you go. Right. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I would tell people, if you're trying to start a food business, you should look at it the same way that as it, like a tech business, you should raise more money than you actually need because you actually will need that money. Mm. Right. Right. In the food world, we raise money to keep ourselves open for three months, right? And then the money should flow and we should be okay. But we really don't get to know our customers to like at the six-month mark. Mm. So you might run out of money really quickly. But in the tech world, right, they're raising money to be open for three years, a year, before they even think about making money. So right. I think we should look at that the same way. If I had to do it again, I would have raised more money, start. And if you, if you hit it out the gate and you're doing well, when it comes time for expansion, that extra money you have in the bank, then you can use for expansion. You don't have to go back out and find money from the bank or from investors. Right. So right. That, if that, that's one thing that I, I would change. But, you know, as you go grow through the industry and in any industry, the magic for me is you learn different things at different moments that help you, that help you become who you will, who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I always said, you know, I never thought about opening a, I never looked at it. And when you open a restaurant, what side of the street you should be on, right? You know, if you're on the downtown side of the street, that means one thing versus if you're on the uptown side of the street, it's a flow of the, of, of your customer or your consumer, right? It's how, it's how people go to and from work. I never looked at that until I opened a business and I stood outside in Harlem, yeah. on 116th street. And it was like, 
oh, this side of the street is really busy during lunch, but it gets busier for dinner on the other side of the street. <laughs> Maybe I should have did it on the other side of the street, you know? <laughs> you don't really know that until yeah. you're, you're in it or right. if you have like a, a really, really good mentor that's just coaching you along the way, but you still find things as you go. You still, you, you know, the magic is the magic. And I've just been really fortunate uh, for communities like Harlem, uh, you know, Rockefeller Center community, Long Island City community, really uh, being behind Field Trip and helping us build to really become this New York brand. But who really has been behind us before uh, any of those communities, right, was people was the U.S. Open, the USTA. Mm. We had a field trip at U.S. Open before there was a field trip in Harlem. Right. Wow. They, we, we were building the Harlem location, and I just happened to reach out to say, you know, me, I'm always trying to figure out how to get to the next best place. I just reached out to the USDA and said, hey, would you consider us? They put me in contact with the food service uh, director, and they asked me to send in a, a proposal, and I did all the steps, and I had a small little kiosk for a field trip before we opened up in, uh, in Harlem, which was really the start of the fuel uh, to get us really going. Wow. So I'm always very thankful to be here at the U.S. Open with the USDA uh, uh, and, and how they're, how they're truly behind, uh, building New York, New York, New York city food community. That, uh, that, that's, that's amazing. And I, I think that's, that's such a great story. I think people, you know, probably assume, oh, it's this big thing. They're only going to take these like massive corporate, uh, entities to come in. Like, I don't think a lot of people would even think to do that. Um, and it kind of, it kind of reminds me of someone I talked to recently who was, uh, Michael Jordan's trainer who just like cold sent letters to the, to the Chicago bulls with almost no like real experience to draw on and got Michael Jordan's attention just by sending a letter. So putting yourself out there like that, I think people probably stop themselves from doing that because they think, well, who's going to listen to me, but you're living proof that it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what, what they saw was that I, w I did the work, right? Like, yeah. oh, this guy put together a really good proposal. He then was able to talk about it. He then bought the food, right? Where it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're the big corp or the little guy. Remember, the big corp was the little guy one day, yeah. right? And they fought to become big, and then they became big. So um, I'm all about being, fighting, being competitive. Uh, and it's always a pleasure being at the U.S. Open serving our heirloom rice grains, you know, uh, for people to take a field trip, you know, it's, it's global comfort food. It, 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 if you're coming here and there's a dish on the menu, I think for everybody from every culture uh, that comes through the gates at the open. That's awesome, man. Well, I, I want to, I want to let you get back to, uh, get back to the fun there. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and be depressed and maybe eat some pretzels or something. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll see you soon. We, we will catch up soon. And, uh, and, uh, sorry, we, we're only talking here with you here and, uh, It'll all work out. It, I know you'll get better food than pretzels. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> great, great. All right, man. Well, awesome. Always awesome talking to you. Uh, best of luck uh, this uh, at the tournament and onward. And you will definitely see me uh, at your door sometime soon to uh, to get one of those bowls. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks All a right. lot. You got it. Have a good day. Bye. 
That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me beg people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.